everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Today, one of our leader coaches will be joining me on the show, Dr. Gail Juno Butler. Gail last joined us in episode 149, the three-stage framework for inclusive conversations, where I shared that she grew up in Cajun country, Louisiana, and has worked across many leadership positions in higher education. Gail joined our coaching team several years ago and has been helping partners across the country prepare for and complete a strategic planning process. We'll discuss more about this today. So, Gail, thank you for joining our show. I welcome you back. Thank you for the invite. I surely appreciate it, Janet. And I'm so excited about this conversation today. You and I have had some informal conversations about, about student voice, and I'm sure we're going to get to that as we move through, through our show today. So, Gail, let's start, if you would, by telling us a little bit about your work supporting partners through this strategic planning process. Sure, Janet. I have been a coach, as you know, for three and a half years with student education and strategic planning's always been a core component of work that we do with our partners, but it seems in the last year or so to have risen with requests for strategic planning and the significance that that work means to our partners. I think it's finding a way back to teaching and learning in a more pure form and those things in which our partners want to focus in as the big aims and the goals for their organizations. So what does it include at the highest level? It includes throwing a net out there to everyone who considers himself, herself, themselves a part of an organization as an invested partner. So um, a board, parents, caregivers, students, which is the topic of the conversation today, a lot of community members, and certainly internal team or employees. And we ask these individuals across the organization for their sense of what's important in the past, in the present, and to guide the future. That's a high-level overview of the work, Janet. That's great. And I know we take that, I know you do an excellent job, Gail, in taking that information and, you know, building that into um, a document, a really condensed document that helps provide that strategic direction. And, you know, what you've done so well is really help help our partner organizations bring in that student voice using some student focus groups um, for strategic planning. So, you know, can you talk about why that's important to the process? Sure. I would like to say you used the word condense to talk about the summary report of strategic planning. But again, to just emphasize that point of this is growing in significance. The last summary report that I submitted with a partner in first round was 350 pages. So people are very invested in the here and now and the direction of their organizations. And to a large degree, it's including students more intentionally and more deeply. What does it involve? At the most basic level, it's a decision of whether those conversations with students will be face-to-face or whether they'll be video. 
there's the issue of permission and what's required at each level per organization for permission. And then there's appropriateness of questions, which is and has been a real learning process for me. So for example, when students at the elementary level or on the other end of a video call, how do I scale questions to get at what's important? So I made a list here. Um, some things that seem to work are at the elementary level. What makes you happy at school? What makes you show up, get off your bus or out of your parent caregiver's car and want to open the school door and go in and learn for the day? What makes it fun to learn? Those things I had to learn over time are the action words that speak to the heart and the experience of elementary students. On the flip side, is there anything that makes you sad at school? Is there anything that makes you unwilling to want to participate in a day at school? That's the improvement question. And then the future, always the most fun for elementary students is tell me about the school you could create if you had the ability to do so with your time and your energy for your organization. Middle school is just a little bit higher level. What are the good parts of the school experience? What are the not so good or bad parts of the school experience? And then high school, scaling that on up. How is school preparing you for you and your dreams? How is school preparing for you, for your future? What would an ideal school look like? What would it feel like? What would it sound like? What are improvements that need to be made? So in a sort of long answer, the significance of getting to the heart and the brain of the student experience in these discovery sessions is scaling according to words that really touch the heart and experience of those students per level. I love those questions. And, you know, I got to go back to, I mean, those questions provide rich information. And, you know, I think about when we're talking about the report and given strategic direction, what I heard you say too, as you started this scale was, um, there's a lot of information that goes in. So yeah, there might be a condensed report that says here's strategic direction. But what I hear you say is those leaders are really interested in all the detail that goes behind that and what the students are contributing or any group possibly, right? And I think that information, people are looking at that in more detail. And so the, you know, the, the data and the information behind that report becomes more significant. I think that's, that's, it, that's important you know, to know right now and says a lot about our leaders really wanting to see and hear you know, that information. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. And when um, I think about other parts that student focus groups entail, one important lesson learned for me has been, again, by level, what are the norms for engaging in these conversations and setting the stage for those questions to arrive at answers that we can use to plan the future through the voices and the perspectives of students, that's an important conversation and consideration to those norms. Yeah, I think that's really important because the, there has to be some level of 
trust, the way we engage in conversation, how we do that, um, and the you know their their uh, confidence that they can provide information in a productive way, you know that helps contribute. Um, and I, I think if students, what I've learned, I think you probably have too in this process, if students see that they can contribute and see what they contribute comes to life, you know, they're even more engaged in that, in the process of school. You know, so I'm thinking now, you know, thinking about you're going through, you've, you've learned a lot, I'm sure, from those student voices. So can you share some examples of how the, how the student voice has helped shape those district plans? Sure. I'm thinking about two really animated school experiences. One afternoon at 3.30, I was scheduled for a middle school discovery session. Do I need to say anything else? 3.30, middle school students. <laughs> so the significance of getting those students interested and ready to participate at that time of day at that level was significant. So I open with that example because I believe that it is important to find a way to work with them in such a way that meets them where they are. And when you do, Janet, whether it's elementary or middle or high school students, there are some themes that cut across all of those categories, and they are the significance of belongingness. So mm. that one rises to the top regardless. And it's typically, at least in my experience, in one or two themes. One is, I wish that school permitted more time for me to get to know people and or spend time with my friends and or the issue of bullying and the multiple ways that bullying happens in our schooling organizations at this moment in time. Another couple of categories that I've learned that have helped shape district strategic plans are that students would very much like more movement to happen in their classes across their school day. Interestingly enough, this was a surprise to me. They want their teachers and administrators to pay more attention to the way that students treat each other, to the way that teachers treat them, to the way that they arrive prepared or unprepared to learn. So students really do want their teachers to invest in them individually. And the fortunate part, Janet, an inadvertent lesson for me in doing strategic planning with our organizations is that most students across levels report that they do receive individualized instruction. So that's a big high yeah. point and moment of celebration at this moment in time is that we are going back to or have managed to maintain that individualized approach to instruction. And two more topics that have surfaced to the top just worthy of mention is the desire for more pathways to particular interest and or professional personal development. So extracurricular activities, athletics, more elective offerings, and often commentary also surrounds food as well. <laughs> of course it does. You know, and as you're as you're talking through those themes, I just keep translating it to 
gosh, isn't that what we want in a work environment? You know, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying, Gail? I mean, it's like all the things that they're talking about when we go to work and we want to experience work as a good place. Like, couldn't we say these are this almost the same things? It's true. I'm worthwhile. I'm contributing. This experience is making a difference in my life and I'm making a difference in the life that is beyond my schooling experience for sure. Yeah. And I have a chance to connect. I have multiple ways of working. I have ways to connect with people. It's a, I want to belong to this organization. I want to want to, you know, people to have care and concern about me. And I want to be, you know, have care and concern about others. I mean, those are the those are just the I think back over, you know, just our work. And you know, I just keep going back to our nine principles because that's really the foundational work of, of uh, what's so important important to us. And maybe it's just, just that cross-connection. You know, students, um, we haven't given them the probably the benefit of the doubt that, they're, that they know what they need and we need to listen to them in particular ways. So I just congratulate you for, for the work that you're doing there. Um, if, as we close, I always ask, Gail, this question, you know, what have you learned and what can you, from what you've learned, you know, what would you help tell to other educational leaders that you think they would find helpful? I read, uh, I read a book lately in trying to learn and shore up on and continue to learn about diversity, equity, and inclusion, about what it means to be closest to the end or closest to teaching and learning in this case, in terms of students and their relationship with strategic planning. They're closest to the end. They're closest to the teaching and learning. So they're not only an engaged participant, but they are the most impacted by, have a lot to say about, and are mighty sophisticated in expressing their thoughts on their learning, regardless of levels. So I would say that listening to students is not only one part of focus groups and discovery sessions, but it's a critical part. And for students, to be able to engage in this process and feel heard is a critical component to them learning and growing as individuals who are owning and occupying their space to make decisions and impact their lives. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, based on your work and, you know, what we're hearing from what the needs are very specifically, I think more than ever in the last year, hearing from students will be a natural part of our work. You know, it's not an add on. It's not something that's a nice to have, you know, hearing from students as part of that strategic planning and providing strategic direction is a must have. And you've been, you know, critical in our on our team to really help us focus our attention on that. So Gail, thank you so much for the connection today. Um, always enjoy uh, talking with you and uh, thank you for the work you're doing with our partner organizations. I enjoyed the conversation and the opportunity to continue to grow in this area as well. Thank you, Janet. Absolutely. So thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.